It's only just a couple of hours before Tishabah. <clears throat> Perhaps it will be appropriate to share a few words of this iris and kind of ideas of how to be able to understand what we should be focusing on on this on this day. Paskin Yemia, Yemia probably tells us about the destruction of Yerushalayim. The Pasuk says, For the Sati at Yerushalayim the Galen, the Perik Tess. And I will make Yerushalayim like mounds of, of, of rubble. Ma'in Tanim, a dwelling place of Tanim, of serpents of different types of creatures. Yes, Ari Yehuda Eten Shmama, and the cities of Yehuda will be desolate with <coughs> without anybody living there. Now this part, the, the, the continues, Who is the person who's wise enough to be able to understand this? The person who will be able to <coughs> be able to speak and to say what Hashem is telling us with this, and he can explain this to us. What reason that we lost Yerushalayim, that we lost the Besamikdash, that we lost this land, and that it winds up being like a, a desert without anybody passing by? This question is a question that many <coughs> people discuss. Lauren Yuma, that tells us <coughs> the reason for the destruction of the first base of Iktish was because they violated the three the Gimma Averis Chamuras. They were not uh, they were committing adultery, they were being they were over Arayas and Shvichas Damin murder. The second base of Iktish it tells us was destroyed it was hatred. But the first one, the Gemara tells us over there, is because of The question, which everybody asks is, Gemara the Gemara tells us the reason why they weren't, the base of which was destroyed, was they weren't mechabed the Torah properly. Now, what that exactly means, maybe we'll explain in a few minutes, but there's a contradiction here. Gemara in Yuma tells us the first base of Mikdash was destroyed because of the Gemara in But then when you look at the Gemara in the Darim, the Gemara in the Darim tells us because of they weren't learning properly. There's something lacking in their learning. So how could, how could, how could, how could we put the two Gemaras and be able to understand them uh, together. So the Al-Shech HaKadosh tells us a beautiful marshal to understand the idea. He tells us like this. He tells us there was once a, a person who knew how to play a harp beautifully. He was a professional. And he was um, appointed in the palace of the king to be able to play this harp such a perfectionist and played so beautifully and the king appreciated it so much and he would play all day long all the time and he would you know have all special uh, 
would come to listen to him. And he enjoyed that privilege very, very much, having this chance to be able to use his talent. But at the same time, he had tremendous, tremendous benefits of being able to live in the king's, in the king's palace. And his work really was a two-hour-a-day uh, you know, contract that he had. His job was for two hours a day and there to be able to play <laughs> this harp. But he enjoyed the privileges of being inside the king's palace 24 hours a day. And we had room and board. We had all the <laughs> comforts, all the, all the benefits of being part of the king's palace. One day, there were some people who had evil plans. And they wanted to rebel against the king. So they came to this person that played the harp and they said, listen, you know, you're in the you're in the palace of the king all day long. You know, you have a you have an awareness of what's going on. You know, we want you to be a spy for us. We want you to tell us who's coming in, who's going out, who's you know, everything that's going on. And we're gonna pay you a lot of money for that. So this person who played the harp thinks to himself, what do I have to lose? I'm being paid a very hefty sum from the king, plus room and board, comfort. And here, these people want to know a little bit what's going on inside the, the palace. I know what's going on. I'm here all day long. I see who comes into the chamber, who goes out of the chamber, who talks with, who doesn't talk with. I, I'll make some money off of, you know, from these people too. But what could be, what could, how can I lose? And he starts to share the information with these people. Eventually, they make a master plan how to <coughs> rebel against the king. And all the types of ways they were getting involved into all types of personal things that the king was in charge of, that the king was dealing with, and they started to pick up that there must be some type of a, a spy that's here that's relating, that's revealing information to other people and letting him know. And they tried to figure out who could it be that's inside this palace that would know so much information like this until they finally traced it down to this to this to this person that played the harp. And they checked into it and they found out that their suspicions were true. And immediately they had a, a he was brought to trial and they decided he has to be killed. And they des they set a date that he's supposed to be taken out to be killed. The day that they were about to take him out to be killed, all of a sudden the king holds everybody back. And he tells them, listen, I agree that this person needs to be killed, but you can't do it now because we need somebody at the palace to be playing the harp, and nobody plays the harp as beautiful as he does. So as soon as we find someone else who can replace him that plays the harp as beautiful as he does, then we're going to give him the decree and kill him. He deserves to, deserves to be killed for, for rebelling against the king. But if, but, if, but, if, but if he's going to, you know, but until then, he, he has, he's just playing music. So they said, okay. And they continued to play in the, in the king's palace. And they weren't finding anybody else to replace him. And time went by. And a year went by. Two years went by. And, you know, all the, you know, time went by. And he was still continuing playing in the king's palace, even though he seemingly was supposed to be killed for rebelling against the king. At what point... The king starts to notice that his playing is not, you know, to the same caliber as as he used to play. It's not as sharp. It's not as accurate. It's not as 
present. And there was places where he wasn't putting his full kayak, his full power into playing that music. So at one point, the king comes over to him and says, what happened to your music, your beautiful music? Why are you... It seems to be like this things that, that are not as smooth and as beautiful as it used to be. So what should I tell you? He said, I got sick. And, and uh, you know, as was, the doctors have made me aware that I have some type of muscle problem. I got sick and I can't play with that same power with my hands as I used to be able to play beforehand. So, so the king said, oh, is that the case? You can't play as well as you played beforehand? So he said, if that's the case, then uh, tomorrow is going to be your last day because we are going to carry out the decree for killing you, for rebelling against me. And at, this, at that point, the person who plays the harp turns and says, is that fear? That because of the fact that I got sick now and that I can't play properly, that's why I'm going to get killed? How can I do such a thing? He says, no, 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 no. The reason why you're getting killed has nothing to do with the fact that you, <clears throat> that you, that you, that you got sick now, and that you can't play the music properly. That's the only reason why you're being kept alive. The reason why you're getting killed is because you rebelled against the king, and you did things improperly, and you and you went ahead and you were a spy and gave up information and caused tremendous complications in my in my kingdom. But because you played the music so beautifully. That was something that couldn't be replaced. And it was something that gave a certain um, tranquility and happiness to the kingdom. Therefore, we kept you around and we kept you alive in the meantime because that wasn't being replaced. And we, and we needed that. That was pleasant to us. But now that that music is not there, so now the, the, uh, the Zardin kicks in. Explains the Al-Shuch HaKadosh. Like the Gemara tells us in Yuma, that the reason why the Beis Hamikdash, the first Beis Hamikdash, was destroyed because of the Gemara Hamuras, because of Avodah Zarah, Yiderayus, and Shrichus Damim, because they were worshiping idols, and the Isaac and Arayus and Shrichus Damim, murder. But as long as in Kali Yisrael there was still Torah that was being learned, there was the beauty and the music of the Torah, Torah Magdul Matzli. Torah is something that protects and, and, and saves us and, 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 and shadows over us to shave us and protects us. As long as that was still there, so that helped us from the Xera of the Gimalveus Hamurais from kicking in and the Mesamikdash being destroyed and Kali Sol being sent into Gullus. But once there was Shalai Baruch there was a weakening in the Torah. The Torah wasn't being run properly. So then, that, at that point, the Xerah kicked in. So, if we're asking why the why the why the Xerah came that the base of was destroyed, the Gimalveras Kamuras. What triggered off that that Xerah should come into place? The fact that Torah was not being learned properly. Now, what does that mean? The fact that Torah wasn't being learned properly. There's an interesting run in the Sechus Midor that Gemara, which brings that pasuk where Yemi Arnavi asks, "Who's going to be the Chacham?" That's going to be able to tell us the reason for why the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. I think what it says over there, Amr of Yehuda. Now Yehuda, Rav, Ma'idech, Sivmi, Isha, Chacham, Diyabin, Azayis, Davis, Anishim, Chacham, Ruvim. 
this question was something that was asked to all the Chachamim, all the, all the Tamid Chachamim and the Nevi'im. Who can, who can answer why the base of Methush is destroyed? The Lipir Shu, it wasn't there was no success in them being able to explain why this was happening. Why were we losing the base of Methush? They didn't understand. But the explained it himself, like the Pasuk says over there, the reason why the Beis HaMikdash is being destroyed because you're forsaking my Torah. Why Making the bracha of the Torah craftily, the tefillah. And Rashi, the, the Ran, the Ran over here explains in, in, in the Dorim. Right? From the fact that Hashem had to be the one that tells us that the Torah was the, the reason why the Mesa Mitzvah was destroyed, He had to reveal that to us. So that that tells him, Michlal, that we can infer from that, the Lechet, the Yoda, that means only Hashem knew the answer. Like, like the Gemara said, they asked the Chachamim, they asked the Nevi'im, they didn't know. You find in the Megillah Star with Ben Yaina. The Torah itself must be telling me when it says that they forsook the Torah. It didn't mean that they weren't burning enough Torah. It meant that they do something that was lacking in the respect of the Torah, that they weren't being mevarach the Torah chila. They weren't saying the bracha before the Torah chila properly. The imi salazamas terasa kapashta mashma shazlas Torah. If it means that they weren't that they forsook the Torah, means in its simple sense that they just weren't learning Torah. They forsook the Torah. They weren't like Eiskinba. They weren't learning Torah. Kedish initial lechachal b'gaviv amloy pirshu. If that's the case, so why wouldn't the Chacham and the Nevi'im been able to answer that question? They would have seen that Klai Yisrael is not learning Torah properly. So it can't be the simple understanding that just means they weren't learning Torah, you know, in the simple sense. It would have been something which was revealed, the Kalatharish, it's easy to explain. It's explained. You have to say that it's for sure that they were learning Torah constantly. To and that's why they couldn't understand what could be the why everyone's learning until Akash Bokh had to explain because he knew what was going on in the depths of their hearts. They weren't being with the Torah properly. What does that mean to say? They were learning Torah. And they were learning lots of Torah. But there was something lacking in the Hashivas of the Torah in their eyes. What does it mean that they weren't being Mavarach for Torah Tchila? That they weren't learning the Torah properly with Shema? Because they weren't learning the Torah totally with Shema, so there was some type of a zilzo that they were degrading its bracha. Behind the Lehelchubah now. It was meant to say that we weren't going in the ways of the Torah. Not that they weren't learning Torah. They were learning Torah, but they were being mezalzal. They were lacking in the hashivas of the Torah. What does that mean? We know that when we make a bracha, we make a bracha in the Torah in the morning, is last like the Divay Torah. 
And you know the Torah is meant to be an Esek, a business, something that we're busy with, we're filling our life with. You know, I, I saw from the Rosenberg Shlita, he said that what does that mean when a person has an Esek, a person is Esek with something, a person is busy with something? It means that every single part of his life, every single part of his 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 essence is busy with that thing. Let's say a person has is a is a is a, a boss of a big firm. <coughs> that's a big organization. And that's something which is his life. Every single bit of his energy, every single bit of his focus, every single bit of his of his yearning is gonna go into that firm, into that organization, into that purpose that's there. And when he's sleeping, he'll dream about it. When he's eating, he's thinking about it. When he's when he's walking in the street, it's he's 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 feeling it and thinking about it. That's pshat in what we say. Somebody that's basic to something that he's busy with something, even if it's not, if he's not in his job, he's not in his firm, he's not in his organization, he's not there. But it's something that he's living, and therefore he's constantly <coughs> yearning to be able to better it and understand it and take it with be busy with it. That's what an ASIC is. And that's what a Baruch wants the Torah to be by us, that it's an ASIC by us. It's something that's part of our life through and through. Whether we're in the base medrash, whether we're outside of the base medrash, whether we're going on vacation, whether we're going for a walk with somebody, anything that we're doing, but the Torah is something which is constantly part of our lives. And if we're not learning it, we're thinking about it. And our things that we decide to do and the places that we decide to attend and the <coughs> things that we participate in, when we're constantly having the Torah being part of that and being able to, to, to live our life with that, then we're Isaac Patera. And then when we're Isaac Patera, just like that person who played the harp, just like that person that played the harp, that he that he that he when there was a Zera for the for the for the for him to be killed that he was spared, and that's the muscle to the Beisamikdash, that the Beisamikdash was meant to be destroyed for the Dilavaris Hamuris. As long as the Torah is being learned, that's a Hatzalah, that, that's Magdu Matsli. It protects us and keeps us to be able to be spared from the difficult things that we have. And when we, and we, and when we fill ourselves with that Torah, it makes us begin to start to realize there's much, much more to the world than just the physical world. And we start to realize, we start to think, hey, there was a base of Mikdash. When we had a base of Mikdash then, there was such a connection to the Shrena. There was such a connection for a person to be able to better himself and to be able to fix and to, and to perfect. And when a person starts to realize all the tragedies that we have today, the, 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 the <clears throat> bombing attacks, the terrorist attacks, the accidents, the, 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 all the things we've had in history, we realize that the Holocaust, the, all the Inquisitions and everything that we have, we start to realize it's not just because the Germans did something, it's not just because the Arabs did something, it's because we are lacking that protection. We're lacking that magnum monthly, we're lacking that protection that we had through having the base of Mikdash. When a person, when we had the base of Mikdash, if something was wrong, there was a, there was Nevi'im and there was a, there was a, one of the tomb letting us know what what we should do to be able to fix up. We had to be able to fight different things. We had to be able to stand up for different things. We had an, a, an insight from, from a Kaddish Baruch giving us the awareness where we have to go. And we all to be besaking to fix our chatayim, the carbon chatis, carbon asham, and to show our thanks for the carbon taida. And that, without the Beis Amikdash, we're lost with that. 
Baruch Hashem, we have tefillah, which is, which is an achamatast, we have a chance, so we have to invest in our tefillah. But if we realize that the kayach of Torah, and how much we have to respect it, how much we have to live it, then it shouldn't just be a detail of our life, it has to be the essence of our life. What does that mean, the essence of our life? Just like when a person wakes up in the morning, he's not going to go a day without eating. He's not going to go a day without taking care of his physical needs. He's not going to go a day without taking care of his financial things. Because those are important things to him. They're an esik by him. So the Torah has to be that esik by him so much more so. And that a person can't let a day go by without learning. A person can't let his life go by without letting the Torah being entered into his life. And when a person starts to realize that, the person starts to internalize that, and he starts to show that Hashivas for the Torah, that's going to be something that's a protection for Klai Yisrael, and that, that's the Shem, that's the catalyst for a person to be able to bring them to the ability to be able to start thinking about not of the earths. Why did we lose this land? And with that, we should be Zaycher all together to come to see the Gula Shlema, the curve, the Amenu, 